All right, all right, all right. You are listening to Just Being Brothers here on the podcast, Just Being Brothers. I am Big Brother Mike. I am Little Brother Steve. That's right, and we are brothers. We are both African-American baby booing, so we're a couple of old heads, but we're brothers. Been brothers for a long time. I'm not going to tell you how long. Please don't. We do that very well. And what we're trying to do is give you, okay, a chance to come up, weigh in on how African-American people, a little bit older than 50, look at a lot of different things, and that's what we're trying to do. That's why we call it Just Being Brothers. But I tell people that I'm doing this with my brother, and they go, no, I'm like, yeah. And man, I haven't spoken to my brother in years, man. I can't stand my brother. How y'all get to be good? I can't tell you, man, but from the time mom bring him, I can remember the day my mom brought this cat home, hmm. and he's my little brother, and we, you know, he, we got each other in trouble, we bickered and whatever, but we never ever fought. You know, I couldn't stand him. I never want to see him again. I feel... Sorry for people who don't have that, because, um, and I'm going to give you a couple of them, but there's some good people who, who can tell you about being a brother. But folks will ask me to, like, um, no, like before I say that, how did you feel uh, about being brothers? Oh, uh, yeah, now. He couldn't wait. You know, see what I'm saying? Right now, you know, right there, right you know, there, you see what I'm talking about, okay? Everybody mm-hmm. doesn't have a big brother. Now, some people have big sisters. Okay. Big difference between a big brother and a big sister. You know, big brother. And the one thing that I learned probably when I look back, I learned a lot of things from my big brother, and I wanted to be a lot like my big brother, because uh, he was an athlete. But the thing I learned first from him was how to play that baseball. Okay, <laughs> we played baseball inside the house, <laughs> as well as outside the house. Which, when we got outside, it showed that we played inside the house because we were really good players. Yeah, we were good players. We good had a players. game called Badminton Baseball inside oh, the house. And we used a badminton racket and a badminton birdie. And wherever you hit the ball, whatever it was like the, le- the left wall, the right wall, the ceiling, <laughs> the floor, or my favorite, the head, it was considered an out. All right? So we had special locations where the badminton bird had to land in order to, uh, to get uh, a hit. But then that trend, you know, that went out, we took it outside, and, you know, we had the friends of the neighborhood, and I got to tag along with my big brother, and... Uh, you know, he played catcher, I played catcher, he yep. played second base, I played second base. Yep. Uh, you know, and you know, he hit two oh five and I think I hit three oh five. I doubt that, but we'll let that go. Since there's no way Okay, he's doing a Donald and Trump you know, fact check right now. So. You know, and, and believe it or not, believe it or not, and this is and I think this is what they say what is in your blood. Our dad was a baseball player and our dad coached one of the teams my brother played on took them to the championship. Another guy left. Mm-hmm. He took over that team and took them, them to, the to the championship. And they had to play each other for the championship. My dad was a good baseball player, a good coach, and we are a good baseball and a good player. Yeah, we had well. a good career playing. But Steve was also a football player. I never was. I could play, but he really was good. I played uh, high school here and in town. And with, uh, I remember War Doubles number double zero. But that's how we are. We've just been uh, in each other's corner uh, the whole while, thick and thin. And now here we are, and we want to just let people know, hey, we have something to say, those of us who are way over 50. And we hope uh, we can tell, hey, if it's not your thing, you don't see yourself over 50, go ahead and subscribe anyway. And then get your granddaddy to subscribe. Get your mama, grandmama to subscribe, to subscribe because this brother thing is a, is a real thing. And I'm just going to just uh, cover a couple of things about uh, brothers, because you know, there's different kind of brother relations. There's sister brother, 
but right now today we're talking brother, brother. And just uh, I just looked up, uh, and I didn't get all of them, 20 reasons why your brother is your best friend. And so for the sake of time, I just grabbed five of them. And I'm just going to bounce them off Steve and see what uh, what Steve s- says. I'm going to read them all through, and then we're going to come back and talk about each one. The first one is that he's always there. And even though I was, I was miles, I didn't live um, you know, near my brother for about 50 years. I'd come and see him, but I was on the East Coast living. But yet, I was always there. I already knew he was a phone call away. It's funny, though, because I think I wrote you once or twice. And you came to see me. Yeah. But you never, I think you only, I, th- I don't think you ever wrote me back. But I think I wrote you once or twice. And I think you wrote me back once. And you wrote that letter to mommy. To mommy. <laughs> That's what we called her. And it was in her letter. And she got it out and gave it to me. <laughs> so it that, 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 that's so it like wasn't. It wasn't a direct letter in the mail. He didn't <laughs> spend six cents on a stamp from my behind. Six cents stamp. Can you remember that? He, did I say six cents? And, that's because uh, it was. I think. Yeah. And uh, that's how I got my letter from my brother. Yeah. Yeah. But I was always there. Yeah. He knew I was a phone call. I was a phone call away. Yes. Yeah, he was there for my wedding. Uh, I lived there for graduating. There for my wedding and um, there for my son's uh, wedding a couple of couple of months ago. Uh, I, of course, you know, his kids, we all know each other's kids, our two sons, uh, our sons are first cousins. Just, just uh, you know, I think it's a prize for me to have that. The second one was like, gives good advice, mm. okay? And doesn't mean gives advice that you're going to necessarily take. Okay, you may or may not, but I know when I ask my brother something, and I hope he feels the same way about me, and hope you guys have the same thing, I know he's going to tell me the best thing he knows at that time with the information he has in hand. Yeah, so Come. options. Give another option, you know, another option, another choice, or maybe just some knowledge on the experience that I went through so that he can have more than one decision to make, you know, and... Usually if you give your brother two or three decisions, he'll squish them all together and he'll find the right Come out with something. And if you don't do what, you know, if he gives me a suggestion and I don't do it, I give him a judge he doesn't do it. Doesn't get all up, been out of shape. I just ask him for a suggestion. Okay, but always, he's always there and that's a good thing. Protective is the other one. Now, that's an important one. You know, looking out for your brother. It was certainly me looking out for him when we were smaller. Nobody was allowed to hit him but me. Okay. I remember that. Okay, that was the that was the rule, and then my mom hit me for that. doing that. Okay? I remember that too. Okay, but nobody hit on Steve. Okay, uh, he's always trying to hang with us. We tried to ditch him, and of course he didn't. But we were protective. No, everybody knew don't mess don't mess with Steve. I was pretty well liked, and so he was pretty well liked. So if you hit on Steve and I wasn't there, my partners would take up for Steve because that's how they knew how close we were as brothers. There's a special magic thing about. Uh, being brothers. What do you think about the protective piece? I mean, speaking of you, you got two piece, sons yourself as well. So being protective, you know, there was there was that gap in our lives. So I'm going to say up until you graduated high school, when you were around, I didn't have to worry about nothing because everybody knew who I was and they weren't about to step to you about something that I might have did. Not that anything I was going to do anything wrong. But it just, you know, if you know, if I, if I hit a foul ball or made the last out, you know, or missed a pop fly, they wasn't going to, like, you know, say anything to me because my brother was over there. He's either on the same side, mm-hmm. you know, or even if he was on the other side, that was just the way it went. That's, you know, that's Mike's brother, man. So what? He'll get the next one, you know. So, so you know, protective, you know, that, that kind of thing. If we People knew we were a unit. Okay, once again, because we were never exchanged or bickering. So 
So they knew we for us it was all for one and one for all. And there were a couple of other brothers around. Maybe we had Terry Kirk and his brother. Uh, I forget his brother, Greg Kirk, and then there was uh, the Phillips Keith, brothers. The Phillips brothers, and they were all, you know, everybody knew whose brother was. And we, they, we looked enough alike. It's a special thing. I hope those guys, Terry and and Keith and, and Greg and all those guys, are having the same kind of life that we had as brothers, because it's really important. And now, and by the way, let me just say, we're both odd. And in addition to being uh, athletic, we also were artistic, like our dad as well. Dad, the quiet kind of guy, so he's in, he's a writer. God rest his soul, he was a writer. And we were, intro- we were extroverts, so we were actors and radio personalities and directors, and I did my career in television. So we're the outgoing, more artistic people, and, and we enjoy that and share that together. He comes to plays that I do, though my acting does it pretty much uh, down the drain now. But I come to plays that he does as well. There's also a protection there knowing that I know no matter what I do, my brother's going to be somewhere nearby hovering nearby, keeping an eye on what I'm doing. And the thing about that is, you know, our education uh, was totally opposite. Like, he went to an HBU. Mm-hmm. I went to a state university. You know, he went to a primarily black school. I went to a primarily white school. Mm-hmm. You know, but it didn't change who we were between each other. We both knew, you know, that education was the bottom line and it, it wasn't going to last for a couple of years and then we're going to be back to being brothers again. Yep. You know, and, and his knowledge... Uh, Howard University grad, Omega Sci-Fi brother, brought a lot of knowledge Root. to me uh, about the black university, about a black law school, because prior to that I hadn't attended an all-black school, didn't know much about being in a school with mostly black people, so I learned a lot about being, uh, 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 about being on a black campus from my brother and what those experiences was like, all-black football teams, all-black basketball teams. Black cheerleaders, black teachers. Ooh, honey. Everybody was black. And that yep. was a world I know that he hadn't been used to until he went to Howard University. Let me tell him why, Steve. Tell him why, buddy. Because my mom dragged me up to the only Catholic school she could find. And that Catholic school, until I walked in there, had absolutely new African-American people. It was a brand new school, actually. Brand new school. We were the first graduating class. I was first never an underclassman. First freshman class, first sophomore class, That's right. first junior class first senior graduating class. Here. It was a great learning experience. I'm, a, I'm on that school's Hall of Fame, in that school's Hall of Fame, but it was a great learning experience for me and a lot of young uh, white students who had never, who were getting ready, to, four years from going off to college, okay, and they never had a conversation with the black person that was their peer. I'm not talking about the guy who works with your dad, helps you clean the yard. I'm talking about somebody who's your peer. And that was a great lesson for us. And then to go on to African-Americans, uh, African-American, HBCU, known as the Black Harvard back then, Howard University, man, my world is, it opened my world in a different way. So I'm very, I'm very, uh, very glad to share that as well uh, with my brothers and sisters. Number four, man, your brother's competitive. And man, I love that. Yes. I love that. We don't like fight, we never did fight, but we compete. I want to yes. beat him, I never let him win. Okay, he had to win. And competition comes in different levels. Uh, so, for example, so when I found out, and I and I want to say it was in that letter, going back to that letter, that I found out that you were doing some acting. Mm, check this out. You were doing some acting. I think I might have been in the eighth or ninth grade, maybe tenth grade. I found out my brother was doing a play mm-hmm. or some kind of acting. My mom told me about it. I'm like actor, and I used to watch TV all the time back then, and there weren't that many black people on TV. But he was being an actor, and somehow, just like baseball, I said, I'm gonna be an actor. 
and then I started pursuing it, and then I fell away from it for a long time, you know. And then when I got older, and, I, and then I saw him in a movie, you know, he was doing movies. He he was producer of a, of a television show. It's mm -hmm. all about behind the cameras and being by the cameras. I dove into it head first, and I got became a professional actor, uh, singer, dancer, director. I went to school for it, studied it. I've done several shows. So I was competitive in that way because I never saw him on stage. No. <laughs> and Steve is more of a stage guy. I'm more of a film guy. Yes. You'll see me on film, You'll but he's on stage. You'll see me on stage, yes. You got to go see him live. He did see me on stage in Wizard, in Wizard of Oz. Oh, that's uh, right. That's the right. only time, and that was after years. I Year. never, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never well, saw I, Young Mike. Right. I saw him in Piano, in piano, uh, piano Lesson and a couple other things I think I saw yeah. him in. Fences. Did you come to the Fences when I did Fences? I may have also, yes. Maybe it was, fences, maybe it was fences that I came. Yeah, Raising in the Sun. Okay, yeah. I did a couple of those. I did Raising in the Sun in the works. I've never did the whole play. I just remember, Willie, yeah. that blood was made, that money was made yeah. out of my daddy's blood or something like Willie. that. But Willie, yes, Willie took that money and ran. Now last, let's see how he is, see? See, this is what y'all, this is, as we go, every time you log on. He's going down that lane. I'm okay, okay, we just down. being brothers, and that's why that's what he's going doing. Down you're going to get, you're gonna get that when you, you log on. review that I got for playing but, the part. Well, no, he, he, he is better than me. Okay, I'll tell you. There we go. He's better than me on stage. Well, I think I, I come up better in film, but he's got a great, we have similar voices, but not the same. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's good. He's got a natural, way, and, I, and I, I give it up for him, you know. I mean, if you're good, you're good. Okay? And, that's, and, then we're, and we're talking about being competitive, and he was the one that made me step up my game because I didn't know how good he was, but I wanted to be at least as good Absolutely. as he was because he was a good baseball player. I knew that, so I needed to be a good actor because he probably was a good actor. So. I was. I am. So, yeah. Just an yeah. older actor. And and so that's another part of the competitive. Not always baseball or wrestling or whatever. Just also just in, in, in the in the academic, in the spiritual and in the intellectual field as well. You know, we want to be the best we can. Are we perfect? But which? Okay. By the way, listen to JB and B, just being brothers. I'm Steve. Mm -hmm. And I'm Mike. I'm Big Brother. And we're talking about the actual fact of being a brother and having a brother and getting to know your brother. We covered five. We have five points we've covered for your brother's always there. That's the reason why you're going to be a good friend with your brother. He gives good advice. He's protective. He's competitive. And lastly, he's going to tell you straight. He's going to tell you the truth. He's going to tell you the straight. And, and we've truth. always, you know, we don't uh, sugarcoat. Uh, your brother wanted to be something to be sugarcoat. He goes somebody, somebody else and asks them. Mm-hmm. When he comes to you with a situation, he expects you to talk straight to him. And I'm going to talk straight to you right now. Okay. It's not like that with every brother. Well, we have another brother. We have another brother, and I don't have the same relationship with him as I have with my older brother. And it's not because he's not a good guy. It's not because I'm not he's a good guy. He's a great guy. guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yes. Just, you know, some brothers have other agendas. Well, we're, we he's, if you look at our personalities, and that's a big part of it, um, um, I'm the older and my personality is more flexible okay uh, Steve has got a bigger personality and my other brother has got a smaller quieter personality so uh, for some reason that uh, uh, he can't get with us because we just overwhelm him and one day we said how smart God was he made two of us alike and he's probably started to make my other brother alike and he said wait a minute well the world don't need three of those <laughs> <laughs> the world is not three three Easterling brothers running their mouth and cracking jokes. Go over there and break off them branches. Yeah. Give, them, give them two of them branches. Um, and so he's a drummer. 
Uh, he's a drum and a very good. We'll talk about that later because nobody's seen him play drums yet. Ever, ever, ever. I saw yeah. him playing on high school band. Okay. But not a full set of drums out in public. Okay. So either this guy is like the most hidden drummer at all, ever, ever, ever. Or, uh, you know, he's uh, been... He's got the big fake, man. He's got the big fake going. The biggest fake. What's the biggest farce that somebody pulled off? Uh, Ooh, man. Well, he's up there with Rosie Ruiz, who took the the tea at Boston. And this is about 30 years ago. Rosie took the tea, got off and jumped up and said, hey, I finished the marathon. And people were like, didn't I just see your ass on the trolley? You was on the subway, eating a cheese sandwich. We saw you. Yeah. So yeah, so either so, one of them, but yeah, but oh, he's got that kind of person, and and you know we're free to have your own personality. But here's the good part: we don't these two guys, my other two brothers, and I try to get them together, and they just neither one really wants to go out of their way. They're grown men; leave them alone. But and that's the thing: I don't hear one talk bad about the other. They just avoid each other. They're courteous to each other, and you know what? That's also a way of getting along with your brother. You ain't got to be up with him being buddy, buddy, buddy to get along with your brother. But let's move on because, you know, there's brothers everything. Brothers an important thing. Yeah, we, uh, we, yeah we're in here. Uh, we, by the way, you're, watch, you're listening to uh, Just Being Brothers, JBB, uh, and you will find out uh, where you can where you can uh, listen to us, which is JBB um, podcast at uh, buzzsprout.com. We'll give it to you. But, you know, there's movies about brothers, you know, band of brothers, you know. There's there's city, the city of brotherly love, okay? Being a brother is a big thing. And, of course, in 1968, African-American took up Soul Brother. Now, I don't know, Steve. Soul 19... Brothers. Okay, now you see. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he's doing, he's, now that's. Now it Soul Train. It was Soul Train. Right. But the, the saying actually came from, um. The watch riots and people were breaking up stores and people began to put up signs. Black owned businesses began to put up signs and the sign said, Soul, Soul Brothers. Brothers. Okay, and then the white owned businesses started putting it up too and saying, Yeah, we're Soul Brothers too. We're Jewish, you know, we're so. And we were like, Okay, we won't tear your stores up either. But it's important, like, uh, to be a brother. Like I said, you know, tons of movies about about brothers being a brother, being a brother. Some of the brothers that everybody knows, they, uh, they had a list of well known brothers. On that list were, of course, Peyton and Eli. Mm-hmm. Okay, you had uh, Bo and uh, the other the other Bridges brother. What's Jeff? Jeff and Bo. Bo Bridges. and Jeff and Bo Bridges. You had those brothers there, um, and you had some of the other like that are well known. Of course, we all know the Everly brothers and the, and those guys that go way back. See, but um, one of the ones that they this list oddly left off were these sets of brothers. Number one, the Rock brothers, Chris. And Tony, okay, both comedians, okay. Um, Chris is not talking about the slap, but Tony is. So you got the Rock Brothers. You also got the Gooding Brothers, okay. People forget there's Omar. There's We all know Cuba. Show me the money. But then there's Omar. And I know there's some Baby Brother fans out there. If you saw Baby Boy. If you saw the movie Baby Boy, Omar was great in that. Cuba plays the nice guy kind of guy. Omar's characters have edge to them. But those are two other brothers that are doing well. Did anybody forget Winton and Bramford? Oh, yeah. There's also young brothers that are out there doing all this well. And they're brothers. Now, they are not to, close. I'm trying to think of the three most four, actually. Maybe this, maybe you'll help me out. Four most famous brothers in television. Um, Zeppo, Chico. Marks. Harpo. 
and Gummo. Gummo. Those four brothers. Yep. You know, the yep. Harp brothers. The yep. Marx brothers. Marx brothers. Marx brothers. brothers. Yep. They're from out of vaudeville, very famous. And, um, you know, when Groucho, of course, was probably the most famous. Yes. But if you look at them together, you see he had the talent of those guys had one played the harp. The harp. And the other played piano. I think Harpo played the harp, obviously, duh. And Chico uh, played the piano. And they always had a solo. Yeah. And both of them in their yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. But you can just see how brothers can work work together. I know we're not covering more the Hudlin brothers and the and the things they've done in motion pictures is another. So we're out there as brothers doing things, and uh, hey, you know now you got uh, Steve and Mike, you got us, and we are just being brothers. And that's uh, once again, we want to make sure that you hit that button that says subscribe. Uh, I'm not going to you know, drag this out much longer, but I'm not, you know I'm not being dragging it out at all. I want to give you a couple of quotes because it's important enough to, to see what uh, people think about these quotes about being brothers. And the first one is, uh, have here is once a brother, always a brother. No matter the distance, no matter the difference, no matter the issue. To a guy named Brian Pulsifer. I, I agree with that. You're always going to be my brother, okay? Uh, we may have a distance. Steve and I have never had a, that kind of difference, okay? Disagreement, disagreement, yeah, his opinion, my opinion, but difference. But it doesn't matter. Okay, but it doesn't matter. We check all those boxes off. You know, we absolutely we check all those. No matter the distance, I was gone out, of, you know, for a long time away away from yep. where we grew up. Okay, no matter the difference that we're while we're similar, we're not exactly alike. Okay, we're not exactly alike. I I wouldn't want to be exactly like anybody. Nobody does. Okay, exactly. Even if he is my brother. Okay, and no matter the issue, and we I would say we agree on probably ninety percent of things, but. Well, a few things we don't agree upon. You might hear them on uh, some of our podcasts because we can talk about everything right here on Just Being Brothers. Another one is brothers by birth, friends by choice. Mm. What do you think about that, Steve? Brothers by birth, okay. friends by choice. Of course, I, I I can't help that he's my brother. We have the same mother. We automatically, that makes us automatic brothers. But then I also like him as my friend because... You don't have a lot of friends. You know, you hear, the, you hear people say, I trust him as far as I can throw him. And that's because they have no trust and belief in that person. You know, mm-hmm. you turn your back, you know, and they talk behind your back or something. And even if he did talk about my back, he would probably tell me first and then go talk behind my back. But he's still my friend. All right. right. He is my friend. You know, he's, you know, he's about a 45-minute drive away from me. But uh, he comes down, pops in on me, man. He came down for the shows. Uh, you know, and we're putting something together. So he's definitely one of my closest friends. Absolutely. And we still have separate lives. These got friends that I don't know. I don't know those two. Those are his friends. He has a right to have his life separately. Right. So we just because, but man, you didn't introduce me to your friend. That's my friend. Right. Maybe it's not right for our relationship as brothers for me to introduce you to that guy or that right. person over That's there. Right. And so we go by one of the things that, that I've always gone by in my life. Even though we're brothers and we're close, it's also a time to mind your own business. I know Steve well enough to know that there's something he really thinks I need to know and wants me to know. He's going to tell me. Okay? And that's a good thing about it. So, yeah, that's because we're friends by choice. You know, I choose to be my brother's friend. You know, I know other people, but they're never going to edge him out of my life. Okay? Men, women, no one's going to edge him out of my life except when the Grim Reaper comes and gives one of them. Mm -hmm. Okay? And he'll still just be still be my brother. Just won't be here. I, I just won't be here. Ditto. You know. Uh, here's another another quote that we that we, as we that I uh, looked up, and I something I love this one because I'm a big brother. Okay, and be and 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 um, 
I'll tell you a story before I give you the quote, probably a little bit backwards, but to do it. I had a buddy of uh, mine uh, named Charles, and I used, to, I used to live in Baltimore. And um, we used to always be together, go to lunch, and we worked at the same place, and we'd go to lunch together, and if there was a dinner, I'd go by his house, pick him up, and we'd sit at the same little table. And somebody says, man, you know, you, you and your boy Charlie, man, you're all together all the time. I'm like, yeah, but we are together a lot. He said, yeah, he's kind of like the big brother you never had, huh? And I was like, uh, no. And the reason is... I am a big brother. And I never wanted to have another one. I'm good. I like being second in command to mom and dad. I don't want nobody telling. I'm doing the telling what's going on. My mom and dad are gone, and so I am the family patriarch, and I take that super seriously because Steve, my other brother, uh, Steve's daughter and I are very, uh, very close. He calls Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about that. Uh, she knows she and I push and talk about education all the time. And so, yeah, when somebody comes to you for your opinion, um, and I would say that all my siblings are full, and uh, nieces and nephews, of course, my two sons, one's very open, one's kind of open. But most of the time, they always come to me, Uncle Mike, what do I do? Dad, what do I do? That feels this quote right here, and that quote is, sometimes being a big brother is even better than being a superhero. And it certainly is. I mean, yeah. It's wonderful. My, I know they look up to me. They value me. They, they, and what I've done. Hey, I can't be messing up. I can't be out in the street messing up. Right. I can't be even. I'm too old to be out in the street messing up. It where we are now. But even as a younger man, I know that there are people who look to me for guidance and telling me sort of how to behave and what to do. And so I, I, uh, I value that. I value that a lot. So. We're going to finish up this topic now. We're about 25 minutes in. We want to run you guys to death on this because we got more content on our site. Just check us out. So I'm just going to tell you this, and we're going to go ahead and let this music come on and take us on home. But I want to tell you now, if you have a, if you have a brother, okay, that you haven't talked to for a long time, all right, I think you should do this. Grab that phone. Grab that text. If you got that number, reach out and say, what's up, okay? And if you're a brother and your brother calls you or sends you that text to say what's up, take it. This is Mike. This is Steve. And we are just being brothers. We can say goodbye. Check us on our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we're out here and we're going to have a lot of content going up. Content going up. Right now it's the www.jbb-podcast at buzzsprout. All righty. Thanks a lot. We'll see you, lot. Soon. see you soon. And all right now. Bye-bye. Bye. I mean